Joseph, glory to God. And today is uh, January, excuse me, January the 19th, 2020. Amen. And um, uh, I want to thank everyone for joining. Quite a few people have joined. Amen. Praise God. Blessed are they, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. Amen. For they shall be filled. Amen. We keep pursuing God. Amen. He is faithful enough to keep us filled, to keep us on purpose, to keep us on point. Amen. And uh, we got a lot of material to cover today, and uh, I want to get started with some prayer, amen. <clears throat> Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for this wonderful opportunity, Father, to stand here in your presence, Father, and minister the words of life, teaching your people the difference, Father God, that they may understand what is holy and unholy, clean and unclean, Father. Hallelujah, Father, for your word declares that 
Blessed is he who hungers and thirsts after righteousness, for he shall be filled, Father. I thank you that you fill every one of us, Father. You continue to distribute that bread of life, Jesus Christ, to our lives. Amen. For as Jesus said, it is a spirit that quickeneth the flesh, profiteth nothing. The words, the rainbows that you speak unto us, they are spirit and they are life. And you speak them to us, Father God, so that by the Spirit, so that we might be able to please you, Father. For it is written, without faith it's impossible to please him. And Lord God, he that comes to you must believe that you are and that you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. For whatever we need in our lives, Father God, that's what you are to us, Father. And I thank you, Lord God, again for those that are partaking today of this bread of life and those that will partake in the future, Father. I bless you, Lord, and I give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> All right. Praise God. Well, I trust everyone is doing well today. Glory to God. Today, like I said, is uh, January the 19th. 2020 amen and we're doing a, a broadcast today and we're getting involved in what's called the metamorphosis of the mind staying with that same same vein of thy sword in other words only the word of god can bring distinction to our lives it can tell us where we're at whether we're in the spirit whether we're in the soul and what i mean by that is hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 if y'all want to go to that it says for the word of god is quick and powerful sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the hearts. So there's four areas there, spirit and soul, joints and marrow, discern, we can help you discern, and the thoughts and intents of the heart. He keeps us in line as long as we stay in the word. We can see the distinction in these areas in our lives. We can see the distinction in, in, in the lives of those that we frequent. And our family members, our brothers and sisters in the body of Christ, what's going on in the in the meetings that we're having, the uh, the uh, the gatherings, amen. I'm sorry, the uh, assembly. That's what we should be doing: assembly, not gathering. Gathering is it's like Legos, right? You, they're gathered together when you buy them from the store, right? But when you put it together, then it's assembled. Now it's got a. Now you see what the purpose is of that device, etc. Well, so is the body of Christ, amen. We are to be assembled. As kings and priests unto the Lord. Amen. And again, you're not going to get this understanding and comprehension if you're involved in the flesh. Amen. And what I mean by that is if your life is full of um, you partaking of yourself, you're not spending any time with God, you're not making any distinctions, you're not, you're not standing in the presence of God, you're not getting that bread of life from the Lord. Amen. Then, then you're going to walk in a lot of haziness. You know, you, things are not going to be so clear to you. You know, you know, you can't see with clarity, amen, because your your focus is off, right? If the eye be single, Jesus said, then the whole body is full of light. If we stay single-minded in our purpose towards God and seeking His desires in our life according to His Word and how He communicates to us by, as it says, by the mouth of two or three, let every word be established. Then you begin to understand what God is moving you into and what your purpose is. And part of what we're getting into that today is to help us understand, again, a little bit more about how do we manage this soul? How do we keep this soul in check? Well, we're going to get into that. But first, I want to get into um, an understanding that uh, a revelation, I'm sorry, a word that God brought me about in May of last year. Let's see, yeah, May. And first, I want to read this scripture. This is Matthew 13, 51. Jesus said unto them, have you understood all these things? And they said, yea, Lord. Now he listed several times in that chapter about the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? The kingdom is like, etc., etc. And he goes on and he says, then said he unto them, 
Therefore, every scribe which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is an householder, which bringeth forth out of his treasure things new and things old. So I'm bringing you something that the Lord gave me in May and uh, <clears throat> of last year because, again, this carnal man, he's the one that, that keeps us in constant confusion, keeps the world in confusion because they see the body of Christ and they see individuals that are born again and spirit-filled even, and they're still acting like devils. They're still acting like the world. They're still forming and fashioning their lives according to the patterns of this world. And, of course, the Son of God, he wants to be a Son of God. Me and you as brothers and sisters want to be those that are um, walking with discipline in our lives, right? We want to be led of the Spirit. For as many as are led of the Spirit of God, these are the wills of God, you see? So, <clears throat> it's, and we need to understand, again, these avenues of, of understanding the soul and why the soul and getting him dealt with and getting him in the place where he is submitted to your spirit, man, inside of you, right? Understanding why it's important to get to that place in our lives. Now, he said that, that every scribe which is instructed, the word instructed is the Greek, is the Greek word matateo. Matateo is, is the word for disciple. And it says to be the disciple of one. And, of course, we're disciples of Jesus Christ, amen to follow his precepts and instructions, to make a disciple, to teach and to instruct. And it's the word to become a pupil, a disciple, to enroll as a scholar. You see, the word the word says matheteo. Math is add, right? You add to the life, your life in Christ, as you spend time with him, as you get taught the word of the Lord, as revelation comes to you, comprehension and understanding, you see? You come to that place where you're, you're filled in that area, and all of a sudden, you can break off that bread of life, as the word says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So, again, <clears throat> this metamorphosis of the mind, this part of the soul, mind, the soul, by the way, is your mind, your will, and your emotions. When you got born again, you just, your soul didn't get saved. Your spirit man instantly received the breath of God, right? But your soul man, you were, are still alive, in other words. In other words, I got born again when I was 18 or so. And before that time, Joseph was alive. In other words, I was doing what I wanted to do, etc. I was involved in what I was involved in. And I had understandings of precepts and concepts that were not of God in my life. And rightly so, because I never, I never was trained. I wasn't a disciple. I didn't follow the Lord. Right? I followed the patterns of the world. I was a, I was a drunkard. I was, I was involved in, 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 in certain types of drugs, you know, marijuana and stuff like that, cigarette smoking, you know, carousing, running around. You see, I, I, I still had many of that, some of that in my life, even after I got born again. For example, the smoking, right? But, and the drinking, right? And all the other things. And slowly, as I started drawing away unto the Lord, all these things started dropping off, right? The scripture says that, that uh, Jeremiah, he was complaining to the Lord, and God told him, separate the precious from the vile. You don't get delivered by attending to the vile. In other words, I need to stop doing this. I need to stop doing that. You know, I need to stop cussing, you know. And you're walking around in condemnation. No, you just focus on the precious, which is Jesus Christ, which is his word. Keep going towards the word of the Lord, amen. Keep going to the word of the Lord. Keep being involved in prayer. Keep getting, getting, getting involved with your brothers and sisters. Keep assembling. Keep keep meeting them. Keep getting the bread of life, the joints and marrow that, that flow from one another to, to another from Christ and our spirits, etc. Keep getting involved in this. And these are the things that will begin to deliver us in our lives. And so it is 
<clears throat> as you grow in the Lord and you keep growing in the Lord, you're coming to that place where you understand that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God for your life. So he said the disciple, every disciple was in, which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven. So he says there, again, let's go back over. <clears throat> he said unto them, therefore, every scribe which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is in householder, which bringeth forth out of his treasure things new and things old. Now, the word scribe here, <clears throat> the word scribe is the word writer or secretary. Okay? So Matthew 13.51 again. I'm going to go to that in my phone here. So I, can, I mean in my Bible. Matthew 13.51 because I want you to see this word scribe now. And I'm doing this to help you understand that you see the word of God is not like learning it like you go to college and you learn a concept or a precept or whatever they're teaching you. And now that you've learned it then you come to a place where finally you went through the course that you were you know, the, the major that you were involved in, and you get it to the end, and now you receive your diploma, and now you're ready. Well, no, you're not. All you have is a bunch of information, right? You have no, you still really haven't proven any of it, right? You haven't went through the experience of it, right? And I remember going through school myself, right, as an as a IT uh, network administrator, etc. cetera, and uh, I, learned a, <clears throat> I learned a lot of information, but it really, until I got into the practical world, did it begin to make sense. And you always hear that, you know, you, you, when you go through it, you finally realize, well, I didn't need this, I didn't need that. But going through that particular uh, set of instructions in my life, I really can say that just about everything that I learned were things that I was going to need because this was more involved with, involved with the vocation, right? Something that I would be doing, and they were teaching me and training me in things that, that I would be involved in. So anyway, the point is, is that going through that, I wasn't ready when I came out. I still had the experience. Right, these principles and these these things that I was taught. Now, so the word scribe, <clears throat> every scribe, he said, is the Greek word grammateus, grammateus, G-R-A-M-A-T-E-A-U-S. All right, and it's where we get the word grammar. You see, every scribe, he's uh, specifically a servant, a secretary, a recorder. Okay whose office, okay, a recorder. So then it says in the Strong's a writer, a, a, a scribe or a secretary. So what's funny <clears throat> is that I realize that I'm a scribe in the Lord. But as he says here that every scribe which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven, right? I'm not interested in writing books and publishing information, you know, uh, as far as to get any kind of glory, right, from this. If I was going to publish, it would be as unto the Lord. In other words, it would be, like I said, one that is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven. And it would be to bring the body of Christ and bring education and training to the body of Christ about the ways of God, teaching us the difference, amen? So, <clears throat> again, uh, every scribe which is instructed. So every scribe which is brought through the process of discipleship is unto the kingdom of heaven. It's like unto a man that is in household. Well, kingdom of heaven talks about the domain of heaven, right? When you're involved in the ways of God and learn the ways of God as a son of God or daughter of God, you're getting it from the Lord. You're getting it from his spirit. I mean, you're getting it from his word. And, and your goal is to bring glory to God. But now there's the other side of this, which are <clears throat> scribes and individuals that are writers and, and, and that, that are wanting their information published and, and so on. And, and they're involved in this from the wrong aspect that is 
from a carnal perspective. They want to be known. They want their name to be known. They want their name to be renowned, you see. They want to leave a legacy in the earth of their name. Well, I'm only interested as a disciple of the Lord, as a scribe of the Lord, to bring glory to my Father. I'm not interested in making a name for myself is what I'm trying to say. And and again, <clears throat> and I want to be involved in good works, amen. Bringing good works abundantly, a lot, of, all the time being zealous to do good works, amen, unto the Lord. Now, it says that he brings forth out of his treasure things new and things old. Treasure is the Greek word thesaurus, okay? Let me find that one here. Thesaurus, okay? It's where we get the word for thesaurus. Now, so when you remember going through school and uh, and you had a thesaurus, and that thesaurus is a compilation comp compilation of synonyms and antonyms, right? And in that, you would look up a word and you just see what all the synonyms are, right? And uh, anyway, it says here that the scribe is, I mean, the thesaurus is a place in which good and precious things are collected and laid up. A casket, a coffer, or other receptacle in which valuables are kept. <clears throat> a treasure. A storehouse, a repository, a magazine. You see, a deposit that is wealth. In this respect, we're talking about the wealth of the kingdom of God, right? The precious word of the Lord, amen. And how, as again, he was describing in Matthew 13 that there was a, uh, the kingdom of God is like a man who found a, a goodly pearl. And he went and sold all that he had to buy that land where that pearl was at, right? Or to buy that pearl to, to attain that wealth. Well, the repository, the wealth is the kingdom of God. The wealth is God in his presence. Eternally, Zoe, eternal life, right? Again, when you got born again, it wasn't that your spirit, man. I mean, that your soul got saved. It was your spirit, right? And in that, you, as you grow in the Lord and as you come into that place of strength and in, in, in the field of the Lord, the Boaz field, the place that he's put you in, you see, then, again, you're able to bring forth these treasures, man, this repository of information and understanding. And so that's what I'm going to do. I'm showing you that, that to teach you. Now, when I say I'm a scribe, that's just part of the functions that I do as a son of God, right? I am a son of God, amen. I, I, I'm here to represent my father in the earth, right? Excuse me. And in representation of our Father, we're doing the part that God has given us to do, you and me, you see. Now, the scripture says in Ezekiel 44, 23, and they shall teach my people the difference between the holy and the profane and cause them to discern between clean and unclean, unclean and clean. The scripture says, woe unto them that call the good evil and the evil good. And are we not and have we not for years been living in, under that? Had, if you will, under that mindset of the world that, you know, this is, you know, I'm doing something that's against God's word. For example, you know, I'm a woman that thinks I'm a man or man thinks I'm a woman. So you're saying you're calling that which God made, which is good. You're calling it evil. You're calling the evil good and the good evil. In other words, you're twisting your per perversion, right? You're coming from the world in the wrong perspective. And the sad thing about that is even in the body of Christ, right, people are brothers and sisters are in that same mindset because they received an influence. They received a breath, if you will, a super soul. They received an inspiration from the wrong source. And now that, that thought has become a seed. And that seed has grown up. And now their philosophy is mixed. The Word of God and the Kingdom of God are all mixed. Right? There's a mixture there. 
You know, you, you, and it's, you see, you get into this thing where they'll say, well, God loves everybody. Yes, he does, but he does not love sin. Sin separates man from God, mankind, period. It doesn't matter if you, you know, if you want to believe that or not, you're going to get separated in some area in your life. You're going to be separated from God. And you're not going to experience the fullness of what God has for you, brothers and sisters. Now, so in Ezekiel 43, teach my people the difference, right? Now, all along, God was intended. I'm showing you this to show you something here. All along, God intended in, in Exodus 19.6. It's interesting that there's quite a few scriptures that, that reveal this to us in the Bible, throughout the Bible. And is he, in Exodus 19.6, he says, And they... And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak to the children of Israel. Well, by the same token, these are the words that the body of Christ needs to hear today. They need to understand that they are a kingdom of priests. They are here to serve the Lord God and to serve the people, period. In other words, whatever wealth, whatever depth that you've come into and whatever that facet is, whether it's finance, whether it's the word of the Lord, whether it's a prophetic, evangelistic, teacher, you know, shepherd, poiman. If you got these charismas, these, these, the, the charismas are, are listed in Romans chapter 12, verse 9, right? And they are that uh, ruleth, showeth mercy, giveth, right? Teacheth. Whatever these things are, you see, that's whatever you have, you should be distributing that. You should be, that thing should be making interest. In other words, Interested in the word, amen. Interested in the Lord and his kingdom, amen. So he desired from the beginning for us to be a kingdom of priests. Now, the word kingdom is the word malaka, malaka, right? And it's a word that, that says dominion, kingdom, reign, sovereignty. The realm, the sovereignty, the dominion. What's interesting about this is that you see the perverted way that the world manages, right? How that they, you know, the royals and all this foolishness, right? This man-made stuff. Let me tell you something. All that is confusion. It, it, comes, it doesn't come from the wisdom of God, from the wisdom of the world, you see. Now, the word kingdom, it comes from the word, <clears throat> let me see here, I'm sorry, Exodus 19.6. And the word kingdom is the, again, the Hebrew word, Malaka, and it comes from the word mal malak, okay, which means to be or become a king or queen. Now, in that mindset of being a king or a queen, we're not talking about from the world's perspective. We're talking about understanding that we are kings and priests and we take dominion. We take the land in the spirit. We remove the demonic activity and the work of Satan throughout our situations everywhere we go. Amen. And so <clears throat> that's the dominion that we're taking over. The king's dominion, Jesus Christ, when he came in his first order, that's what he came to do is destroy the works of the devil. And these works of the devil through his methods of how he gets involved with the Christian, how he gets involved in the world, how he drops all his seeds and perversions in their lives, and they live out the seeds and the results of those seeds in their lives. For example, they're lying, they're stealing, you know, they're committing fornication, adultery, they're involved in malacos, you know, effeminate, catamite, a boy kept for homosexual purposes. All these perversions that bring no honor and glory to God that are the evil, right, the unclean. These perversions, you see, 
or will end up taking mankind away from the Lord. All right? Now, let's see here. Let me close this right quick. All right. Praise God. So, again, the enemy is constantly uh, involved in dropping these seeds in our lives of perversion. And his whole goal is to keep us separated from God. Keep us away from the word. Once we are away from God's word, then uh, the kingdom of God is not being produced. It's not coming forth, you see. All right. So, praise God. All right. So, again... To become, to be or to become a king or queen. So we reign, like I said, we have dominion in the spirit. Jesus Christ came as a king to destroy the works of the devil. Even so, we as sons of God, the same order is involved in our lives. We destroy the works of the devil. You understand? All right, now. Um, now the word priest, now look, look at the word priest. Priest in the Hebrew is the word kohen. K-O-H-E-N. Kohen. And it says that the priest is a principal officer or, or a chief ruler. Now, there's, you know, in the Bible we see the priests of God and what they were involved in. So there was only one tribe that was allowed to be kings, I mean to be priests. And that was the Levitical priesthood. Now the reason I'm bringing this forth again is to help us understand that we are to take dominion in the spirit. And that dominion is so that we can gain ground for the Father, amen? Now, here's the interesting thing is there, one of the words there is literally one officiating, and the, and the word officiating, some of the synonyms for that are boss, chair, command, conduct, direct, do the honors, function, govern, handle, preside, run, serve, superintend, umpire, all right? Now, and the reason that's so interesting is that, you see, this mindset of what the world says thinks are priests, right? We have a whole organization involved that, that they're priests right unto, unto the Lord. But the fact of the matter is, is that there's so much perversion involved that God is never going to honor and recognize this. You know, anything that, that comes to the Lord, you know, the scripture says, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Before me is my face. You're not going to be able to come into God's presence without any kind of perversion in your life, Right? Now, you have to do the Word of God and what the Word of God teaches us, right? We are under the blood of Jesus Christ, amen. We are holy before the Lord because of Jesus Christ, amen. And thank God for that. Now, <clears throat> 1 Peter 2, 9, talking about other scriptures that are that talk about the kingdom of God and the royal priesthood, if you will, king, kingdom of priests. It says here, but you are a chosen generation, 1 Peter 2, 9, a royal priesthood. And holy nation, a peculiar people, that we should show forth the praises of him who had called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. We are the royals, amen. We are the royal priesthood, amen. Not what we're seeing out there in the world, not what we're seeing out there in the religious system, right? And their perversion of, you know, oh my God. Anyway, now the word royal is the word basilios, royal kingly, regal. And this all comes from the word, the kingdom, the kingdom of God, the king's domain. Amen. Now, priest is a word that says uh, the order of body of priest. We are that order and body of, of priesthood. Amen. In this earth right now. And we are 
by the Lord, we're commissioned to go preach this kingdom of God and go proclaim it. Now, there was an interesting word there that I wanted to bring out. Let's see here. Hold on. Praise God. First Peter 2, 9. Amen. The word show forth, right? It's the word exagelo, okay? And it says to tell out or forth, to declare abroad, to divulge, to publish, to make known by praising or proclaiming, to celebrate, to publish. You know, a lot of times when people greet me, I'll say praise God, amen. I don't necessarily do that intentionally. It's just I'm accustomed to doing that now because I want honor and glory to be given to God. If somebody recognizes me for something or say you're very talented in this, Joseph, or whatever, I always declare praise God. Show forth, amen, the praises, amen. And I publish and I proclaim, I publish these, these videos, amen, Facebook, YouTube, anywhere I can get this published out there, I'm pushing it out there because I'm, I'm seeking to bring and teach my people the difference. I want the people of God to understand the ways of God. And the only way we're going to do this is we're going to have to get taught. You're going to have to sit under someone that's going to teach you these things. Now, I'm not asking you for anything. Now, if you do want to give, there is a way that you can give. <clears throat> and let me post that for you. Praise God. And we're going to get into the outline here in a minute, and I'll publish that as well while I'm doing this. All right? If you want to give, amen, you can send finances, and when you give, I give through PayPal, but there's other ways to do it, and uh, but in this respect, um, you can send finance, you know, to, to, to PayPal, give at paypal.com, info at the church and when you do it, send it as a friend, and there won't be any fees incurred. And I'm saying that to say that, you know, I'm not looking for anything for myself, amen. I only want the people of God to be blessed and to understand the ways of God. And I know that my Father, glory to God, is going to take care of me because His Word declares this to me. He that comes to you, he that comes to God must believe that He is and that his, he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I know that I'm working for my father. And I don't have a problem with it. And I'm going to take it to the user. In other words, all these talents and abilities and skills. And everything that God has given me as a kingdom. As a royal priesthood. As a Melchizedek. After the order of Melchizedek. As Jesus was. I know that God is, is faithful. Amen. And I don't have to worry about these things. Now it says. Talking about the kingdom of priests, right? It says, but we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood and holy nation, a peculiar people that we should show forth the praise of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now a people of God, which have obtained mercy, but now, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. And we're going to get into that now about the outline here and what we're talking about, right? The metamorphosis of the mind and, uh, and understanding that there's an enemy out there and he's constantly sowing seed into our lives and has sown seed into our lives even from the day that we were conceived and born. I'm saying when we came out into the world. 
And uh, and in, in doing so, there's a lot of things out there and ideas and, and views that we have that are not of God. You see? And again, um, we get confused about this in our lives, right? You know, and, and the thing is, if we don't know how to check it against the Word of God, something that, that you want to, you know, pursue and think about. In other words, you get an idea or a precept or a concept that's given to you. You learned it. You heard it from a minister somewhere or somebody said this or that, and you're not really sure about it. If I'm not sure about something that 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 somebody has said, and, and I, the first thing I do is check it against the Word of God. Even if I don't know where specifically it might be in the Bible, I'll go and Google search, and I'll get involved and start searching it, right? And I'm just saying that to say that there's a lot of tools now that we have that can help us with all these things. Now, in the outline, right, I'm talking about the metamorphosis of the mind. Now, again, this carnal man is the guy that keeps us all tripped up, amen? In 1 Thessalonians 5.23, it says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, W-H-O-L-L-Y, and I pray your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So there's three areas right there, the spirit, the soul, and the body that must be preserved blameless. Right? There can be no place where the enemy can come and say, I've got this about you, Joseph. i got this on you. And then therefore, I go into condemnation and I start worrying and what's going on. And, and here's the thing is that, you know, as long as you live as unto the Lord, amen, keep your... The scripture says that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. If my mind is, is continuously focused on the Lord by my spirit, amen, I can come to that place, amen, where my, my, I'm always getting direction from God. God is always there to facilitate and assist and bring a revelation, bring an understanding, bring a comprehension through the spirit. So, again, this, this soul has to be saved. Now, I'm going to publish... Uh, a link here to a word of the Lord that came to me back in May 22nd, 2019, and it was simply this, that the veil is the flesh, right? If you know some of the history of what happened to Jesus, right, when when he was uh, crucified, the scripture says that, that, that the veil was rent in two. And what you have to understand about this veil that was before the Holy of Holies, right, these priests, only one time the priest could come in to the Holy of Holies. And if he had sin in his life, he was going to die. So they figured out to tie bells to his feet, right? And so they could hear him walking around. If they didn't hear the bells walking around, not only that, they had a rope tied to him. And if they didn't hear any movement, they would drag him out. He'd be dead because he came before the Lord unholy and unclean. He was, he was serving as a priest, right? So, like I said, the word of the Lord came to me when I saw this, is that the veil is the flesh. That the conflict that we're having and keeping us from entering into that place of God, into that Holy of Holies every day of our lives. And let me tell you something. The Holy of Holies, guess where that is? It's right here in your spirit, man, in you. The presence of God, the life of God, the power of God, the revelation, the wisdom, comprehension, understanding, all right here in your spirit. You see? So the scripture says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, 
by a new and living way, glory to God, he which he has consecrated, sanctified for us through the veil that is to say his flesh. The veil is the flesh. The problem is the carnal man. You cannot get into that Holy of Holies and stay there and live there and abide there if you're involved in your own pursuits as a carnal man. And having an high priest over the house of God, let us hold fast the profession of our faith, nothing wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Hold fast the word kateko, which means to hold down, to retain, to keep secure. Right? And then it says profession of our faith. Profession is the word homologia, from the same as, which means acknowledgement of God's word. Homologia, to say the same thing as another, to agree with, to assent to. When you agree to assent, you conclude that whatever is being said and what you're agreeing to is right. You're signing off on it, right? Now, so we are to say the same as the word. And I'm going to read this to you. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, I have made the way into the most holiest place by my blood. It is a new and living way that I have consecrated for you through the veil that is to say your flesh. As a high priest over my house, hold fast the profession of your faith without wavering. For I that promised am faithful over my house to perform my word. But if the veil of your flesh is not recognized as dead daily, you will never be able to see beyond the veil that it is impossible because your flesh is alive. The carnal man cannot see past the veil of his flesh. The carnal man cannot hear or see in the spirit. He cannot see into the Holy of Holies because it is foolishness unto him. Therefore, you must recognize yourselves dead indeed in the sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. The veil that is to say your flesh brings condemnation. The letter kills, but, if you're, but not if you're in my spirit, says the Lord. For there is no condemnation to them which are in me. Who walk not after the flesh, but after my spirit. You must take up your cross daily and follow me. You must recognize yourselves to be dead indeed and to sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. You must take your cross daily and reckon yourselves crucified, that you might live by my spirit and the life that you now live by the faith of the Son of God who loves you and gave himself for you. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free and liberated us from the law of sin and death. Now, you can see beyond the flesh, that is to say beyond the veil of your flesh, because you reckon yourselves dead indeed in the sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore, your spirit has my presence, your spirit has my Zoe, my life, your spirit has my explosive power, your spirit has my wisdom, your spirit has my knowledge, your spirit has faith towards God, your spirit has grace and mercy, and this divine influence on your hearts is extended to you because now you can enter into the holiest by my blood that has been shed for you. For I, Jesus, have been made unto you wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. And I, and, and it, and I am in you. Howbeit that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. The first, that is to say your flesh, must be last, and the last, that, that is to say your spirit, must be first. For the law came by Moses, Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. For it is in me that you live and you move and you have your being. Take in this opportunity, take all that grace, amen, and keep growing in the Lord, amen. <clears throat> understand what I desire from you and understand my will, which is my word, which shows you my way, which trains you into my work. 
In me, you will come into your season with competence, sufficiently equipped with adequate power and authority to perform my duties for my people. For I am faithful over my own house. Stand fast, stand firm, persevere and persist in the unrestrained freedom where I have liberated you in your spirit beyond the veil of your flesh and, not be, and do not be ensnared and resentful again with the yoke of bondage, the slavery of your carnal man. For it is in me that you live and you move and you have your being, saith the Lord. And that was brought out on, on May the 22nd, 2019. And, I, and the reason that I shared these things with you about the scribe and so on is because this word is alive, amen. You never know when God is going to call upon this word that he's deposited into your life as that, as that, as that treasure, that place that holds all this wealth and this vastness of God. You never know when God is going to bring it forth. And therefore, you cannot come to that place, as I was saying earlier about a college, where you, where you say, I know that. It's not about what you know. It's about what is being quickened by your spirit. It is a spirit that quickeneth the flesh profiteth nothing. You see? That spirit man's quickening. When he makes that word alive and you bring it forth, it brings life. It, it brings presence. It brings power. It brings revelation, comprehension, understanding. It brings God. Amen? Mm. My goodness. All right. So let's get into the outline. All right, so there's a little uh, saying that says that a man's confession, this is Brother Randy came up with years and years and years ago. A man's confession is a result of his belief. A man's belief is a result of his thinking. And a man's thinking is the result of his knowledge. And there's only two sources, God or the devil. Where's the inspiration for that knowledge and information coming from? Is it coming out of your spirit, man? Or is it coming out of something that you know? You see, God wants it to be directed by your spirit, man. Amen. Now, the scripture says in 1623, Matthew 1623. We're in the outline now, praise God. Now remember this, if you remember this story, is that Peter, right, got the revelation, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, right? And Jesus said unto him, flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto you. See, it got revealed to him by a spirit, by the Lord from heaven. Now, but Peter, it says that, verse 22, then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. And he turned and said unto Peter, now listen to what he said, Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou art an, an offense unto me. Thou, For thou savest not the things that be of God, but those that be of man. Now, this word, uh, <clears throat> savest, right, it's the, it's the Greek word phroneo, which is to exercise the mind, to have understanding, to be wise, to feel, to think, to entertain Mentally disposed interest, what you're interested in oneself in, right? So he said that you're not interested in, you're not reflecting, you're not interested in or reflecting, as it says, as Jesus said, uh, you're saving the things that, you're not saving the things of God, but those that be of men. You're thinking carnally, Peter. You're thinking with your mind, you're thinking about your own self interest. 
And somebody inspired you in that thought. And, he, and Jesus acknowledged here that he said it was Satan. You see, Satan's always going to try to trip us up in the purpose of God. He's always going to blow these inspirations, these dreams that are going to confirm your carnality. But when you start checking against the word of God, amen, and you learn the ways of God by the mouth of two or three, you see, and you start hearing from the Lord. And God brings a significance, a seal on these matters. You know, it's interesting to me that God is continuously signifying me. And he does it through ways that are beyond me. Like I'll, I'll share a word and I'll, I'm bringing forth, you know, messages at nine and so on on Sundays. And the same word is getting preached in other places. The home base in Marshall. I don't, I don't even, I don't, I don't do that, right? I'm not saying that I, I'm saying that I don't sit there and try to come up with these things. God is constantly signifying. And I don't have to do anything but continue to be obedient to God and what he's breathing in my spirit. Amen? Now, so for O'Neill, Philippians 2, 5. Just missed it a little bit. It says, let this mind be in you. The word mind there is for now. Let this understanding, this way of thinking, right? This pattern of thought be in you, right? Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. This same line of thinking. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. So if Jesus didn't think it robbery to be equal with God, guess what? Kings and priests, kingdom of priests. You shouldn't be also thinking that robbery, that you're equal with God. The point is, is that don't think it robbery because we are the kingdom of priests. We are royal after the Lord. But made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. And that's what I was trying to say earlier. I'm not here to make a reputation and name for myself. I'm here to promote the kingdom of God. Amen. And as I said to my sons a few weeks ago, you know what? I was talking to my son and said, Every time I, I share and talk about God, it's always the kingdom of God. So it says, but made himself of no reputation. So I, I make myself of no reputation. So he's saying here, and I'm saying to you, this is how we should be operating, the same the way Jesus did. And took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient. Amen. He listened attentively. Unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. The principle there is that if we humble ourselves and, and, and make yourself of no reputation, that God, it's the, it's the principle that if you seek to save your life, you're going to lose it. It's the great exchange, right? It's the life that God, that Jesus exchanged, that Paul, the, the, the life, I'm sorry, the great exchange is the, the life that Adam lost he took up which was his soul and jesus lost his soul that he might take up the life of god it's the same principle if you seek to save your life you're going to lose it if you seek to lose it you'll find it and that's what he's saying here is that take up your cross jesus says and follow me and this is what he told him in matthew right after he talked to peter and rebuked peter or actually rebuked the enemy jesus said in verse 24 then said jesus unto his disciples if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his suke, his soul, shall lose it. 
And whosoever will lose his soul for my sake shall find it. If you lose it, your soul, your desires, your ambitions, your dreams, your hopes, aspirations, whatever. Some of it of God, some of it not of God. All right? He'll, you'll find it because you'll find it in him. All right? You'll find it in his presence. You'll find it in his life. You'll find it in his word. Amen? Now, let's see here. <clears throat> so Colossians 3.2 is another one. Let's go to that one real quick. We're talking about the mind, right? The scripture says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. And by the way, you cannot have peace until you have government, rule. Right? The government, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. There can be no peace if there's no government. You want peace in your life because of the land that you've taken. You want it to be at peace. You must maintain the rule of God, the direction of God, the government of God. Therefore, you maintain peace. Therefore, as you grow in the grace, you continue to grow and take dominion. Not for your own purpose. <laughs> Keep it right. Keep your mind perspective right. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. Set your affection on things above and not on things on the earth. The word affections, the word throneo. Amen? Set your understanding, be wise, set your feelings, think on these things above, you see? Not on things on the earth, right? For the wisdom that ascendeth, Scripture says in James, earthly, sensual, and devilish, but, but the wisdom of God descends. God comes down to us, and he did in Jesus. Amen. All right, now <clears throat> Romans twelve two. We'll start with the outline here, and it says here Romans twelve two, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. Now, the Scripture says, "Be not conformed to this world, to this age, the way the world is functioning, and how they." come in and go out from authority and how they manage themselves and how they're always resisting authority and coming against the police officers and the, and the structures and the forms of government that, that are set up in this earth. This whole age and the way it operates, you see. The scripture says, be not conformed to this world. You see, this age. The word conformed is the word suskematizo. And it means to twist together to fashion alike. It comes from two words, soon, which is union with or together, and schema, which is to fashion, to change, to scheme, to plan. You see? Don't be conformed to this world, the way they operate and function. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Look at the scripture in Isaiah 55, 8 through 11. Isaiah 55. All right. For my, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways. <coughs> For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Right? For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in buds, so that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, either eater, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which shall please, and it will prosper the thing whereto I send it. 
And the reason I share that is because it's no longer that way. First Corinthians chapter 2. Take a look at that. Mm. Verse 12. Verse 11. For what man knows the things of a man, say the spirit of a man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. See, it used to be that we couldn't have the mind of Christ, but the scripture says you have the mind of Christ now. Now, we have received not the spirit which is of the world. Cosmos is the word there, the orderly arrangement, the plan, orderly arrangement. But the spirit which is of God, that we might freely know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual with spiritual. Amen. The Holy Ghost brings a spiritual. We compare that spiritual. Your brother and sister brings something to you. You compare with spiritual. Spiritual to spiritual. Amen. Bone to his bone. As I said earlier, the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow. You see, you're providing life to one another in the spirit. You compare spiritual with spiritual. But the natural man, see, the the sarkikos, I'm sorry, the suke man, the soul man, receives not the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, but because they are spiritually discerned. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Amen. I'm blessed, amen. And I'm blessed because I have the mind of God. I have the mind of Christ, amen. I can move in the spirit after God's will in the earth. That's incredible. And you can know these things because you spend time in the spirit, in the Lord, in prayer. Amen. So be ye transformed, Romans 12, 2. Let's go back to that. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renewing, renovation, complete change for the better. The word transformed is the word metamorphosis. Metamorpho, I'm sorry. Meta is modified according to change, what you're near and close to. And then morpho is to change, to fashion or form. Right? Let me get in another verse here. Second Corinthians 3.18. But we are, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. We are changed into the same image. If you, be, you keep beholding the Word of the Lord, you, be, you, you keep beholding the express image of His person, the Spirit and the Word, you keep beholding Christ in the Word, you're going to be changed into that same image, even as by the glory of the Lord. The word change is the word metamorpho. Meta, what you're near and close to. You're going to be, you're near and close to the Lord. That will keep him in perfect peace of mind and state on thee. Amen. If your eye be single, then your whole body shall be full of light. You keep your mind state on the Lord, you'll be transformed into the Lord in your soul. In other words, your soul is thinking like your spirit. They're in line together. They're synchronized, if you will. They're coming together with the Father. Amen? Amen. 
All right, well, we're going to drop it right there, amen. We're going to stop right there because, once again, there's another scripture there that we're going to get into. Again, metamorpho, and you're going to see the transfiguration of Jesus Christ, amen, and what happened there. And uh, <clears throat> so I want to thank you for this opportunity to come before you and minister the words of life, amen. So let's go into prayer. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for my brothers and sisters. I thank you, thank you, Father God, for bringing your words of life to your people, Lord God. I thank you for this bread of life, amen. We take and partake of you, Lord God, by your word and by your spirit. For it is a spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The rhemas and the words you speak unto us, they are spirit and they are life, Father. And we give you honor and glory, Father, in this hour, Father. And I bless you, Father, for those that are partaking today and those that will hear and partake in the future, Father. In Jesus' name we pray.